Press, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or so of news for today, Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. The Senate early Tuesday morning overcame an overnight filibuster led by Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul to pass a foreign aid bill that includes $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and $10 billion in humanitarian aid, in addition to about another $11 billion in support for countries in the South Pacific. The bill comes on the heels of a failure last week to even allow a compromise foreign aid bill that included border security measures to come to a vote, the lack of which in this package was cited by Lindsey Graham as his reason for voting against. The bill passed 70 to 29, with the support of all but two Democrats, Peter Welch and Jeff Merkley, and independent Senator Bernie Sanders, all of whom opposed the bill on the grounds that Israel had been too indiscriminate in their persecution of the war in Gaza. Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and 21 other Senate Republicans voted in favor of the package over the objections of those who insist that the U.S. should have no more role in supporting Ukraine in its fight against Russia. J.D. Vance suggested that the bill contained a secret auto-impeachment trigger against a potential future President Donald Trump because it extends U.S. support into the next presidential term, a concern that can only be understood as extremely silly. The $95 billion package is unlikely to get a vote in the House, as Speaker Mike Johnson has continued to insist that foreign policy aid only be considered after the border crisis is addressed, a concern that is in contradiction with his attempt to push through a standalone Israel bill last week and in contradiction of his stated opposition to the compromise bill put together by James Lankford. The bill could come to the floor if a majority in the House, which would likely include all of the Democrats and necessarily a few Republicans, were to sign a discharge petition. But given strong opposition from both Donald Trump and House leadership, such a maneuver is unlikely to succeed. Former President Donald Trump has now publicly called for Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel to be replaced by North Carolina GOP Chairman Michael Watley. In addition to Watley, Trump is endorsing his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, to be the co-chair of the RNC and a senior campaign advisor, Chris LaCivita, to become its day-to-day -day operations leader. A trio that, if installed, would put three fierce Trump loyalists in charge of the RNC, all of whom have expressed no daylight between Trump's views and their own about the 2020 election. A brief editorial aside. It's worth noting that this story, which is being presented as the full Trump takeover of the RNC, is both that and also just kind of more of what has already come before. As I mentioned last week, McDaniel has been as supportive of Trump as anyone, and the problems that Trump partisans have with her tenure at the RNC can be blamed in no small part on Trump himself. It's true that the RNC doesn't have much money, but much of that can be blamed on the difficulty of fundraising in the aftermath of January 6th, for which there was, for a time, near-universal condemnation, and the sanctification of those who participated had yet to take hold. Trump's own efforts to direct fundraising money directly to himself and aligned PACs no doubt got in the way of the RNC's ability to raise cash from supporters, and the way he has insisted that he is the party and that all GOP thought must continue to flow from him has made the RNC seem a bit redundant. 
but the ouster of McDaniel in order to replace her with people even more closely aligned with him, and in Laura Trump's case literally in his family, is both a clue as to what we can expect to see in a second Trump administration and further evidence for my much-expounded-upon GOP annihilation theory of last week. Ronna McDaniel was elected chair of the RNC after Rance Priebus left the job to become Trump's first chief of staff. She has been unfailingly loyal to him, including supporting his false 2020 election claims and encouraging the censure of Republicans who voted to impeach him, and used RNC money to help pay his various legal bills. And that's not good enough, so we're on to Watley and the daughter-in-law and the close campaign advisor. As MAGA world increasingly takes control of the apparatus of GOP power, the fate of the party becomes increasingly tied to Trump himself. With perhaps the exception of J.D. Vance in the Senate and the success of Trump-supported primary challenges to any GOP congressperson who expresses a hint of Trump independence, all attempts to turn Trump's appeal into broader MAGA electoral success have failed. With Trump consolidating power and influence within the party, MAGA-aligned senators claiming that Mitch McConnell is doing the bidding of Schumer and Biden, and the prospect of a second Trump term with an administration filled with only those who remain loyal even now, I ask again, how in the world does the Republican Party survive Trump's inevitable demise, however or whenever it comes? In briefer news, the theft of a large brass Jackie Robinson statue from a Wichita, Kansas park last month has been determined by police to have been motivated by a desire to melt it down and sell it for scrap, rather than motivated by racial hatred. It is unclear, as of press time, if that means there is less total racial hatred in the world than was previously suspected. More than $300,000 have poured into a GoFundMe since the statue was stolen, money that will be used to cast a new version, with the leftovers used for other park improvements. The Federal Trade Commission released new data claiming that some 690,000 U.S. adults were defrauded out of more than $10 billion last year, an increase of more than a billion dollars over 2022 and a new record. The most lucrative scamming activities include business imposter scams, in which fraudsters pretend to be from a major retailer or tech support, and government imposter scams, in which fraudsters pretend to be government employees. If you believe you have been the victim of a scam, feel free to drop your social security number, credit card info, and any relevant personal details that might hint at answers to security questions and bank passwords in the comment section for today's show on the website. And finally, Mardi Gras is tonight, the final opportunity for Catholics to indulge in fatty foods and drink before the Lenten season of fasting begins tomorrow with Ash Wednesday and an opportunity for thousands of non-denominational party people to gather in the French Quarter in New Orleans to get drunk and parade around half-naked before embarking on a lifetime of precisely that sort of behavior until they come to terms with the reality of their own mortality, or don't, and simply expire. Now, here's a look at the weather. It seems like the idea of a season of forbearance, a brief time of self-imposed discipline over our appetites, is fairly universal across human culture. As the U.S. has become less formally religiously observant, and Lent is less of a thing, we come up with dry January, 
or the less well-known No Phone February, or, and I'm only just now trying to get this to catch on, Silent September, in which we would all cease to speak entirely for a month, podcast professionals accepted. The morning press encourages all self-imposed periods of willful abstention from things that bring joy, as restraint and temperance build character. Character that you can then hold over the heads of your moral lessers, with little more than the arching of an eyebrow. If there's a better high than that, I certainly haven't found it. So, what are you giving up for Lent? That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to brainironpodcast at gmail.com. For a transcript of today's episode and links to the stories referenced, find The Morning Press at brainiron.substack.com, where, if you would like to support this and the other podcasting and blogging endeavors of the brainiron.com media empire, you can also become a paying subscriber. If you can think of anyone else who might enjoy whatever it is we're up to around here, please consider sharing. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.